0: You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show.
1: Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Anchor Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. The countdown's still on. Jake is awaiting his first child. Right, still going on?
2: Yeah, still going on. Yeah, um, and in fact, Aaron, I got nervous because Saturday we decided to go to Baton Rouge together. Mm. I was like, well, Baton Rouge has nice hospitals in case something <laughs> happens. But uh, yeah, we had a good time with our, our parents.
1: You went to one of those all-you-can-eat kind of deals, right?
2: Texas Day Brazil. Ooh. You would have been in heaven. They just bring meat to your table. And
1: did, they just, did you roll out of the restaurant when you were finished? I felt like I did. And then you had to drive back? Yeah. Did you take well, a nap in the back? Well,
2: seat? I, I tried to take a nap, but, you know. <laughs> it was good, though. Yeah. It was fun.
1: Uh, plenty to discuss from the, this past weekend. Let's uh, recap a little bit from college baseball, just the fact. Uh, the biggest takeaway being Louisiana Tech going to Hattiesburg and winning two or three versus Southern Miss. They were ranked number nine in the country. You look at this, of course, this postpones the uh, championship celebration for Southern Miss. They were looking forward to wrapping up their second consecutive regular season championship. They'll have to wait another week now as they have, what, a two, two two-and-a-half game lead over Louisiana Tech going into the final week. Uh, Now you look at Louisiana Tech, and the talk is with the at-large bid, maybe a possibility now. I did see a couple national pundits kind of putting it out there. Louisiana Tech is now back in the conversation as they have an RPI of 48. LSU coming in at 51. So
2: let's say the RPI is there they can continue to win games and stack wins yeah um
1: i hope you're not counting on though if it's lsu or louisiana tech the last (laughs) one in the tournament them taking the diamond dogs over the tigers
2: yeah that's that's the problem and that's that's what you have to battle against you know because of course they're going to think about who who draws more who's gonna you know and, and that's that's part of it you have to think about that with basketball as well It's not
1: often we hear this conversation with LSU, a must win regular season game. Uh, And of course, that is basically what Paul Mineri put out there to his team going into Sunday a must win game. And uh, they did respond, and they did win.
2: They did respond. I'm still a little down that they didn't get the sweep because Auburn is going to be a much tougher team to beat than Alabama coming up. And. You likely you need to at least get one. I think you probably still need to get two. It just depends on what you do in the SEC tournament afterwards. But uh, yeah, they did get their 14th SEC win. It, it keeps them in the hunt. Uh, like I said at the start of the show, 16 win. There's never been a team that's won 16 SEC games and not make the tournament. And so that's um, you know that that makes you feel good if you're if you're an LSU fan. Because you're right there. Uh, but, yeah, they, they needed a big-time outing from Nick Bush yesterday after A.J. Levis was not able to go, shoulder soreness. Bush goes out there, gives you six strong innings, which was, you know, a lot of people probably didn't see that coming because of his last two outings. His last two outings went really poorly. But uh, he was he was big-time in that game, and Daniel Cabrera continue to stay hot at the plate. The freshman was 7 for 10 in that series, two doubles, a triple, and a home run. Mm. And uh, so they got they, – they did what they needed to to continue.
1: A rough weekend for the Warhawks at home versus Troy, and the Trojans come in and take the brooms to them. They walk out of there with the sweep. Everybody talks about ULLL and, of course, Coastal Carolina and the Sunbelt Conference. Don't sleep on this Troy team. Uh, they're pretty
2: good. Troy's very good. We we talked about that last week. We talked about their strengths as a team. And, yeah, it just a little bit uh, overwhelmed. Uh, overwhelmed ULM.
1: And of course, the Warhawks went into this series right in a uh, four game winning streak. Now they limp out of losing three straight. They are now 10 and 17 in conference play. And if my math is correct, that now gives them uh, the ninth best record in league play. But of course, uh, Georgia State and Arkansas State just nipping at their heels with nine wins, ULM with the 10 wins, and of course, App State. In dead last with eight wins, but a tough road ahead for ULM as they'll travel to Lafayette this weekend. Caught up with uh, Coach Federico after the series, and we asked about the, the lack of offense, only scoring, I think, a grand total of five runs for the entire weekend.
3: It's dictated by the opponent that you're playing. Um, again, you got to give credit to Troy with the, the pitching staff that they have. Um, you know, we got to Georgia State's Friday night guy, you know, a Team USA guy. We got to him, and and um, kind of frustrated him, and it kind of led to, you know, a great weekend for us offensively. And then just the opposite side, their starter on Friday kind of dictated some things for us and kind of put us into a little bit of a funk. You know, I don't know if it's not playing a midweek game. You know, some of those things, that's two times this year where we haven't played a midweek game, and we kind of struggled offensively after that. So hopefully we can get back to business on Tuesday against McNeese and then finish strong with a lot riding on this weekend at Lafayette.
4: Yeah, short week here Tuesday and then uh, starting up again Thursday, right? Correct. What's that going to be like, kind of uh, different scheduling here? Yeah,
3: I, I'm, I'm ready for that. Uh, I'm ready just to get back out there. I'm um, ready to get on the road with this, this group of guys. Uh, I, I mean, I can't say enough about the senior class, um, but I'm ready just to get back in, in, you know, in the groove of some things, get that midweek game to where uh, we can get a couple pitchers some work and then uh, get ready for Lafayette. You know, playing at Easter, when we went to Little Rock, we played the Thursday, Friday, we were supposed to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but it got rained a little bit. But, uh, you know, we've been in this moment before, and we've practiced for that as well.
1: Short week for ULM as uh, Zach asked the question there. Of course, on Tuesday, they will play McNeese down there and then uh, have the Cajuns Thursday, Friday, Saturday, before the start of postseason play, hopefully, for ULM come next week. The voice of the Warhawks, Nick White, will join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, softball news was not good in terms of the late textures being eliminated on Friday. I know you're all in and want to beat the drum for the SEC.
2: (laughs) The 13 of 14. What is going on with that?
1: (laughs) Hogan says, actually, uh, we got 13, he used we, we got 13 SEC softball teams in the tournament, one short of the entire conference.
2: Go ahead and rant, Aaron. I know that's what you like to do. That's pretty impressive. It is
1: impressive. Listen. It is a softball conference.
2: It really is a softball conference. You, you laugh at that, but they have been dominant in softball. Uh, that's why the SEC tournament is. Uh, it's really, you know, if you're a softball fan, it's really exciting to watch that SEC tournament.
1: Yeah. Uh, Vito weighs in. We we're talking about a uh, Casey, of course, uh, getting fired on Friday with the 59 and 23 regular season record. The coach of the year, Vito says, a lot of the coaches in the NBA have never actually coached anywhere. Only been assistants in the NBA. Most have never been to a co- been a college coach or even the high school coach. AAU coaching doesn't count. Ha ha ha! That's a big problem for NBA coaches. A lot of them don't actually have game coaching experience. I think that is a valid point.
2: Yeah, and you know what, Aaron, we forgot to give the Astros update. Oh, I just realized that.
1: And the the Astros, and we are your home for uh, Houston Astros coverage. That's they right. are our team. Uh, they are red hot right now. They have won uh, five of their last six games. In fact, they won back-to-back games against the Rangers in convincing fashion, 6-1. to one. They win 2-3 of three versus the Rangers.
2: Boom. There it was. You waited all show for it. You need to
1: provide the color. What can you add to
2: that? They looked very good. All right. Uh, Otani, though, I wanted to mention what he did. Uh, 43 strikeouts already this year. Through six starts, that's the most ever by an Angels pitcher through six starts. So I would say he's been worthy of the hype.
1: Uh, Delario wants to weigh in also says, uh, or no, this is an unnamed text. I'm sorry. Oh, it was actually from Chris. Not sure if you mentioned it, but Harrisonburg won a Class C state championship in baseball. This is where you get uh, Harrisonburg. I mean, literally, we're talking an hour and 25 minutes away. Is that our coverage area? Not radio-wise and TV-wise, I I've never covered Harrisonburg and I did get a couple emails this weekend though pointing that out to me.
2: Should you be covering them?
1: Uh I don't think if they watch it counts as part of our range. <laughs> so should I mention them or not?
2: I don't know. Congratulations
1: Harrisonburg. There you though. go. I'm all in our
2: Yes. And Delario that's, says That's
1: I believe Alexandria's area. And you know what? They need to claim Harrisonburg, I believe.
2: Well, get on them yeah. about that.
1: This is kind of the year we've had in athletics. And this we'll would, take it, anything. This would have been a banner year for Sin
2: It really would have. Yes, yes.
1: We need to look at it like that.
2: Yeah, I guess. Man, we usually make fun of Sin <laughs> How about that? Uh, Delaria says, I guess it was a down year for SEC softball. Last year, all the teams made it. So, there you go.
1: Uh, other headlines from this weekend. We always have the conversation. You know, so-and-so would walk through Wally World in West Monroe, Ruston, or Monroe would they get? That noticed? is the stupidest conversation like we have. So, uh, Webb Simpson, he he won a U.S. Open at one point in his career. If Webb Simpson walked through a country club at Bayou or Squire Creek, would he get noticed?
2: Through a country club, yeah, right, sure.
1: Not at Wally World, though.
2: Not at Wal <laughs> No, I would walk right past him.
1: So he has the big lead going into the players yesterday, and you're like, oh, this is not going to have much drama unless he just comes out and chokes big time. He gets off to a, a shaky start. And then what Tiger was doing, coming off a 65 on Saturday, when he literally could have shot a 61, 62, and he shoots a 65. He said he left, left a lot of strokes out there. And then he comes out on fire on Sunday, and NBC is just drooling all over themselves.
2: Yeah, and I didn't watch it. Oh, I, I was, was watching LeBron. I was all
1: in, and Tiger was making a little bit of a run. He started the day. He was 11 strokes behind uh, Simpson. So you're thinking there's no chance, right? Mm-hmm. He gets within four. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, at this point, uh, maybe Webb will crack or Tiger can have some magic. But around the 14th or, hole or so, things started to stall for Tiger. He ends up shooting a 69. And quite frankly, he hits so many great shots. And he was disappointed afterwards just to shoot a 69 after playing so well. But I think this past weekend kind of illustrates with him shooting a 65-69. He's back.
2: He's back, baby. And at
1: one point yesterday, he, he was literally – the best golfer on the course by far.
2: Yeah. So. Well, gives you more uh, credence to your argument that he is back. Mm. Hey. Uh, the one thing you? about
1: NBC coverage, uh, Johnny Miller and what he provides, uh, some don't like him. He, he's very critical. There was a moment yesterday, and I think it, I don't even remember, it may have been Spieth. He was in a a trap, a fairway trap, and they were saying, well, this looks very similar to a case, a situation that Phil Mickelson had back at the players, I think, in their mid-2000s. And uh, Bones, of course, is, does color work for NBC Sports, and they go to him and they say, hey, does this look s- similar? And he kind of walk through, of course, the situation Phil was facing back then. And he told the story about Phil, said, yeah, it was literally i got to get the ball through a car window. And it was good. It was great insight. Johnny Miller follows that up with, yeah, he drove that same car in that car window out of town on Friday. Just throwing shade, yeah. I right after, I
2: heard people were very upset with that, <laughs> which I can understand.
1: Then there's this pause of just silence where people are like, "Oh," uh-huh. and then of course, "Oh, back to the coverage." Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Phil and his long sleeve shirt did not fare very well this past week. Oh, he did
2: wear the long sleeve. I don't
1: know if he wore it on Friday or not. I think he, he was, had to. Have. Yes, I thought he would. it was kind of forced.
2: I to. was expecting a fashion breakdown from you. It wasn't like
1: he was going to take that long sleeve shirt and they'd go burn
2: it. No, you can't. Yes. You're earn the, your investment yes. too. Um, how did you do? You played golf this yes, weekend, yes. And that was
1: another thing that takeaway from this weekend. If you haven't been out to Black Bear recently, you need to. Uh, they need your support, and that course uh, looking very good. Had a lot of fun. You didn't
2: answer my question. I did
1: well. I mean, I didn't play very well, but I won. <laughs> so that should show you the guys I was playing against were dreadful. But I think I actually got into their, their their heads a little
2: bit. Oh, you were trash talking
1: that, and you know when you play with somebody that's that bad, sometimes you drag them down.
2: Really? that's what took place. They were planned down to their yeah. competition. So, one
1: by one stroke, thrilling
2: fashion. I want to see you trash talk on the golf course. I'll get you out there one day.
1: Yeah. Uh, other takeaways from this weekend, Jake?
2: Oh uh, uh, I, hey, I thought was it was it. pretty
1: cool out at LSU. Uh, they were celebrating Skip Burtman's uh, 80th birthday. You yes. saw the number of players that came back, and they did a little presentation on the field. I think he threw out the first pitch. That was pretty cool.
2: That was cool. And it was cool to get him in the booth too, and uh, just he, he actually interviewed Paul Maneri, uh during one of the com- during one of the uh, breaks from commercial. But I thought it was really really interesting. Uh,
1: a couple other things that stood out to me this weekend: a number of uh, softball championships, of course, taking place in the college ranks. Did you see the Big Ten championships where they had a delay and they're trying to figure out how to dry the field off? So they evacuated the stadium, even media personnel, and they brought a chopper in.
2: Nice. That's cool. That's awesome. It was
1: pretty cool. And then, as they were escorting the the fans and the media, and of course the players and coaches off the field, they're playing Danger Zone over the PA. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) A number of graduations this past weekend. Pretty cool. Uh, I think ULM had a record number of graduates out there. A couple of great stories nationally. How about uh, the fact that uh, the Chargers head coach Anthony. Lynn, uh, he left UNLV back in 1992. He was six hours short of a degree, and of course that has bothered him for years. He went back and uh, doing some correspondence classes with uh, Texas Tech. He actually gets his degree and uh, walks this past weekend.
2: That's very cool. I think I saw George Hill as well graduated, and uh, he said nothing was going to be able to stop him from being up there with his classmates and. He said, even if we are playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm. Some
1: of the things that you may have missed this past weekend. Some odd headlines. Coming up next, let's talk a little uh, Saints football. Rookie minicamp over the weekend. Boston Scott looking to turn more heads. Plus, uh, Sean Payton addresses the situation at running back. How upset is he with Mark Ingram? And, of course, would they consider bringing in Adrian Peterson?
2: Oh, brother. the storyline that won't die.
1: He handled it pretty well. Sean Payton Fashion, you'll hear from him coming up in the next segment.
5: Whatever car you're looking for Whatever the price For how many doors Cars, trucks, and SUVs The king of the road Car king We treat you like royalty We earn your trust loyalty you'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing the king of the road the king of the road car king
0: the all-new yard power of monroe northeast louisiana's only cub cadet dealer your Cup Cadet Superstore is holding a big open house this Saturday where you can save 15% on all Cup Cadet Pro-Z mowers. That could mean up to $1,800 in savings. Big discounts on a great selection. Even red tag special deals on closeout inventory. So remember YP, yard power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane.
6: If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero. And my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. If your
0: business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today.
5: On Saturday night, May 19th, in El Dorado, Arkansas, it's world-class Revolution Wrestling, 7 o'clock at the Griffin Music Hall, featuring in action, Big Papa Puck Scott Steiner, the champion, Jack Swagger, the IWR World Tag Champions, the Von Erics, and many more, including me, me Mean Gene Oakland, Emma, and several others. Folks, it's going to be a great night of action. Get all your information and tickets at imperialwrestlingrevolution.com. In the greater Arkansas. <laughs> Saturday night, May 19th.
0: Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and
2: Monroe.
1: So we got Mean Gene and <laughs> Big Papa Pump.
2: I knew you were going to talk about that. Yeah, man. You should make your, your way out. Man.
1: man, I'm getting more fired up. These commercials, man. <laughs> what is this like from 15 years ago?
2: Dude, they get all the legends to come out now, man. That's yeah. what you gotta do if you're a local event. How
1: big is Big Papa Pump's pump now?
2: I don't Tabor, have you seen him recently?
1: He's he looks good for his age. Oh okay. Okay. No, There's no, look, there's no, no doubt. About he's still pretty jacked. I don't think he's 55. I don't know if he's quite as blown up as he was there towards the end of his career where it was just ridiculous, but I wouldn't wouldn't walk into his establishment and call him Ham Cubes.
2: (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Him and Rick Steiner back in the day. hmm. Steiner, brother.
4: Well, funny enough, Rick is now on his local school board.
2: Really? Yep.
1: Uh, We're pumped up for uh, rookie minicamp, I guess. Uh, The fact that uh, Davenport and uh, Boston Scott, two of the guys down there uh, trying to turn some heads and, of course, impress the coaches. Sean Payton's keeping the expectations pretty low on Davenport right now, basically saying, you know, hey, it's all about him just getting in, getting adjusted, and getting, uh, you know, the system down. We're not expecting him to come here and and tear it up uh, right away,
2: which, I mean, Mm. Well, especially in rookie mini. I know, but I'm saying fans are. <laughs> if you trade up, fans are.
1: This was the first time, though, uh, the pesky press was able to talk to Sean Payton about Mark Ingram mm-hmm. in this situation. Uh, curious situation now, what the Saints are going to do, and a lot of people feel like, well, you know, so if Ingram is suspended for the first game, four games, just the workload should increase no, for no, no. Alvin Kamara,
2: right? No. I mean, no, because simply – you need someone else to care, help carry those those rushing, rushes because Kamara cannot is not that type of back that you can just keep continuing to feed. He's the type of back that you give you know 15, 20 touches. Don't give him 30 touches. You know you don't want to wear him out in the first four weeks, and then by by the end of the season he's worn down. No, you don't want to do that.
1: Sean Payton pretty much said the same thing, but he also was asked about uh, Mark Ingram, a guy that has been in his doghouse numerous times throughout his career, what this means for our Mark Ingram for his future with the Saints and, of course, uh, not being with him for the first four games. Here's a little bit of a Sean Payton on the running back situation with the New Orleans Saints. How
4: much maybe of a little gut punch
0: was the suspension for Mark?
7: Look, it it, it happens in our league, and – you know, we, we get the same notice just when he and his agent are getting a notice and, and you, you deal with it. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, it goes under PEDs and yet, you know, I know Mark well enough to know, you know, it wasn't a performing performing enhancing drug. Um, he'll better be able to explain the other parts of it, but it happened with, with Willie last year. Um, so, you you know, you adjust like it would be an injury. It's all
1: frustrating, you know, that he had
7: the- now listen, we spoke a couple times uh before the offseason season program started and you know it is what it is. Uh he'll know what to do. Now, do I think he should be here? Yeah. But um but it's optional and, and you know we'll see him at the minicamp. Do
3: you expect anything to change with his contract status? I assume that's a no. part of it. But... No. Sean we all look to
8: bring in a veteran running
7: back? Right now, no. I uh I wouldn't I wouldn't say we're not. We're constantly looking at who's available, but I'm anxious to evaluate the guys we have here and our numbers here right now.
4: Adrian sure. Peterson called uh,
8: Tom from the NFL Network, that He would be open.
7: Absolutely, this gets back to the 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 notion that that we had a, some type of any argument at Minnesota, which I still say <laughs> there there was none. Um, I think a ton of him, and uh, you know that would be the. The part where if all of a sudden you know we decided hey we're going to look at um additional players that are on the street you know certainly his name there'd be a few others we have him on a board right now you know who's available veteran running backs and and you know stacked on a board graded but uh listen he he's a tough player warrior and a great worker and uh we had a good relationship so
1: couple of takeaways from that. That is a, a softer side of Sean Payton. That is basically a May Sean Payton. That's where there's no uh, next questions. He just kind of takes it, shrugs it off, and then uh, moves on.
2: Yeah, but you know what I don't like? I don't like the built-in excuse of, I failed this uh, test because I didn't realize what I was taking because I didn't realize certain things were in whatever I was taking.
1: Well, you see the approach that he made there. He didn't throw uh, Ingram under the bus, but then, of course, said, well, he'll have to defend himself, and he can explain better what exactly took right.
2: place. Which makes it sound like he wasn't purposefully taking PEDs. Well, what else are you going
1: to say, though? you Are going to come out and say, hey, I, yeah, I was trying to well, cheat the system. I was trying. to. is my last year of a contract. I needed to make sure that I'm aging. I'm, what, I'm 28? I, I need to take something. I need to take something. No nature. comment.
2: No comment. <laughs> Give me a bigger hat.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
2: yeah. So, I, I don't know. I just hate that. I think a lot of athletes go toward that, and how can you dispute? Like, you know, it's something you could always say, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't realize what I was taking. You're a professional athlete. You should always know what you're taking. You should know everything that's in what I you're just
1: taking. went down to GNC and got some no, nice supplements. No, not if
2: you're Mark Ingram, you don't do that. If you're Aaron Dutrick, <laughs> sure. But if you're Mark Ingram, no.
1: So there you go. You heard, and then of course uh, he he took that opportunity with Adrian Peterson to kind of once again rehash yeah. the situation that took place with him on the sidelines, and everybody said, oh, they had this major blow up. One of the reasons why that he was escorted out of town.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, it was more so performance, and, and you saw that, and which is why I'm not overly thrilled to entertain the idea of him coming back, because what are you really getting? You know, you saw what he did with Arizona. It wasn't spectacular. And then what do you do
1: after the four games are up? See ya. And then we're going to have, like, three or four cutaways of a future Hall of Famer standing on the sidelines?
2: If he's still able to come to the games. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have one thing I wanted to get to real quick before we go to break Uh Joe Burrow. We talked so much about Yeah, What
1: happened to this weekend down in Baton Rouge? So
2: I don't know. We, we, we didn't get a commit.
1: So I did see a couple tweets, and then a lot of these different tweets you see, then you have to go and see who they're coming from. So I went, one guy said, oh, it's almost official now. Jane Bur- Joe, Joe Burrow's going to be heading to uh, LSU. And then I look, and the guy's literally got 63 followers. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't That's that affi- tiger drop. He wasn't news. affiliated with anybody. No, no, no. And somebody retweeted his tweet to try to make it look official. So then you're like, well, we'll have to wait and see.
2: You're talking about like a media member? Yeah. So I was
1: like, oh, now it starts. Now it begins.
2: Yeah, but he didn't commit. So I think some LSU fans are starting to panic a little bit. Why didn't he commit? Why isn't he coming to LSU? And I think it's what I read is it seems to be down to Cincinnati and LSU. And Cincinnati has that uh, proximity to home. Mm. You know, that argument's tough to beat. That said, man, you're talking about one of the best weekends. Is LSU
1: competing against Cincinnati?
2: But Aaron, you're talking about I mean, I don't know, kids are different. Some kids like to stay close to home. You know, maybe Joe Burrow is like that.
1: It should have been a gorgeous weekend down in Baton Rouge. It should have
2: been.
1: Uh, they had great Crawfish. attendance at uh, LSU baseball. I'm sure they took him to a few games, right? Hopefully he was not there the Friday. He yeah. was there Friday night. Oh yeah. And if they stuck around till the end.
3: Yeah. For
2: sure. But we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see if he decides to come. I hope he does come because that's something interesting to talk about throughout the summer. Because I can't wait to hear people spin this and say, oh, this is going to negatively affect LSU.
1: Orgeron probably had him over to the house. They're frolicking around the house, swimming pool, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> had him take his shirt off immediately. 888
1: yes. <laughs> 993 Stay tuned. I guess we'll hear news in the next week or so.
2: We'll wait and see. Yeah. She, it should be sooner rather than later. I mean, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. And no
1: other schools have been granted permission yet to talk to them?
2: That I don't know. Yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought I saw Nebraska was supposed to be in, in the, Florida, I thought. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen if they've gotten permission or not.
1: 888 The Voice of the Warhawks. Nick White joins us after the break.
6: Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe.
5: Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust loyalty you'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing the king of the road the king of the road car king
0: FFC2. VIP seats are still available, but get them soon. The January event sold out early. Javier Obergon versus Jesse Butler. Josh Lee versus Josh Davila. Loma Lees Thomason versus Dan Street. And much, much more. FFC2. Sponsored by Rockland 06, First National Bank, Rockland Birchland, Sports Talk 97.7, Furniture and Petty Direct, West Williams Construction, and M&T Entertainment. FFC2. Saturday, May 19th at the West
5: Monroe Convention Center.
0: Broken windows are no fun. A car that's baking inside from summer sun is even worse. Oh. Well, Magic Glass Intent of West Monroe can handle both those problems. From one day service on replacing your windshield, to repairing power windows, to professional window tinting for your car, home, or business. Magic Glass does it all. Magic Glass Intent. 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. Give them a call at 330-9988. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe.
1: Welcome back to the show. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. John Tabor doing a fabulous job back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. Nick White is very familiar with both of these spots. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Nick White, how are you doing this morning, bud?
8: Hey, good morning, guys.
1: Uh, What's going on? When are you going to come visit us one day, man? you know
8: how to uh, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I know where it's at, man. I'm just, you know, got got, got a lot of work to do. Uh, about, to, about to be on the road, uh, you know. It's been nice to be home, I can tell you that much. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been home for, for, you know, just a little over two weeks. But, uh, you know, get the road again tomorrow and, uh, you know, stay in South Louisiana all the way through Saturday and then, you know, see if uh, – See, see if uh, the Warhawks can, can, you know, pull off a, a win or two, or you know, see if they can get some help, whatever, whatever the case may be, and uh, turn right around and uh, head back down to Lafayette next Monday, and then uh, after that, uh, I do have a, uh, do have a little vacation uh, circled uh, there, and I, I'll, I'll tell you guys, I'm I'm ready for it. You know, um, <laughs> I've been going, I guess since uh, since you know end of August and i i gotta admit and, and you talk to any broadcaster I and mean, you you go and you travel and you you hit it uh i i kind of hit that wall uh after the coastal carolina trip and uh uh you know obviously you don't want to see a season end and i, I do not but but i've also kind of i kind of hit that <laughs> at the end of the year you know and you hit it every year you kind kind of hit that wall where uh whew, it's been a been a long year i broadcasted uh by by the end of the baseball season i think it'll be close to close to 100 games this year so uh it's a lot of a lot of miles uh, a lot of flights and uh it's time for a little r and r i can tell you that much
1: well the warhawks you mentioned you're staying down there will they just stay down there in lake charles and then yeah yeah
8: they're they're out of yeah they're out of school so um they'll they'll actually head out tomorrow for yeah it just, just doesn't make any sense you know logistically if you're out of school and I mean, Lake Charles is, what, you know, 45 minutes to an hour away from Lafayette. So uh, I think the plan is to um, play McNeese tomorrow night and then uh, just head on over to Lafayette and, uh, and settle on in. Now now I think the plan is uh, for, for next week to to come back to Monroe, though, and then um, uh, head back down, uh, you know, for the conference tournament on Monday. So I believe that's the plan. That's what I would do as well.
1: Uh, Nick, I was telling Jake over here and listeners that everybody talks about Coastal Carolina and ULL in this conference, but uh, you look at Troy. uh, This is a pretty good ball team, pretty good program.
8: Man, I I came away extremely impressed. You know, Coastal's got 36 wins overall. uh, Troy's got 35, and, you know, they've got 10 losses inside the league. And I think, number one, Pardon me. Um, I think number one that that tells you this league's pretty darn good. Number two, the the East is is by far you know the stronger division. That's why they got ten losses because they're they're playing in the East. And you you look at the standings and you can see um, you know that's a much you know tougher uh, side of the bracket uh, side side of the you know division than the West obviously. And so. uh, you know they're they're the they're the top hitting team in the Sun Belt Conference and they're the top pitching team in the Sun Belt Conference and uh, both of those uh, strong suits uh, were on display this weekend at Warhawk Field. Uh, they're top of the lineup guys. I mean uh, they they were just they were just monsters out there. Uh, you know they got one guy who's now batting over four hundred. Um, you know they got they got the, the top. They had five guys. In the top 15 in the Sun Belt Conference in hitting, that's unheard of. Uh, they have the top two hitters in the Sun Belt Conference, uh, including the top two leaders in hits. They got, um, you know, one guy who's, who's leading every single category. Uh, in Dennis and Troy, uh, Denton leading leading every single category offensively. If he's not going to be the player of the year, uh, then there's something wrong with the people that's going to be voting uh, there. Um, and then, you know, pitching pitching wise. Uh, they were just tearing it up as well. So um, really just a, a tough weekend for the Warhawks, but they're still in good position uh, for themselves uh, going into this weekend series uh, down in Lafayette. Uh,
1: I guess that's a credit to the Trojans pitching staff. What, uh, You only scored a grand total of, what, five runs this weekend?
8: Yeah, yeah, and they threw a, a freshman on Saturday, Levi Thomas. Uh, you know, their broadcaster, Barry, Barry McKnight, uh, told me he's like uh, – you're gonna you're gonna like this guy, and I said, "Well, am i gonna like this guy because he's not very good." And they said, "No, you're gonna like him because he's really good." And I said, "Well, then I'm not gonna like this guy, Barry, you know." And uh, boy, he had some stuff. Now he was he was impressive, and you know the story of the whole weekend. The the Warhawks missed their opportunities. They left the bases loaded on three different occasions. Twice on Friday, and then uh, you know left it uh, again. Uh, on Saturday and a chance to, to kind of make a, make a late rally in there. And then they had a couple other times where they left a, a couple of runners on yesterday. They had some chances there and uh, left two runners on with one out as well. So uh, their pitchers got themselves uh, out of some trouble and, uh, you know, credit them. And now, you know, they put themselves in a position to, uh, they have a good week. You know, they have Auburn at home, uh, talking about Troy this week, and then they have South Alabama at home. You know, they have a good week. Uh, I looked at their RPI this morning. I think they're around 40s to 42, somewhere in that, you know, 40, 45. They have a good week. They they might put themselves in a position for for at-large talk right now. So, uh, you know, that's what a good weekend can do for you. And uh, then they got some good quality opponents that they're playing this week in Auburn and and, then South Alabama.
1: Yeah, they're 35 and 17 overall. Now what needs to take place for ULM? You look at them. 22-28 Twenty-two and twenty-eight overall, ten and seventeen in conference play. Uh, we talked about the magic number. What last week being four? What is it now in terms of staying in front of the likes of a uh, Georgia State, Arkansas State, and Napp State?
4: Well, the, the
8: simple the simple number is this, and certainly you know whenever you look at the streak that the Cajuns are on against the Warhawks, uh, you know a lot of people uh, might scoff and laugh at it, but but it's it's, it's reality. I mean, you win two and, and you're in. I mean, that, that's, that's the bottom line. You, you win two games and you're in, or if Arkansas State loses two games, they're in. Um, you win one, uh, one game, then, then Arkansas State would have to sweep uh, to get in. That, that's kind of the team you've got to look at because you've got the tiebreaker over them. I commented on it a lot this weekend. It really is a shame uh, because they swept Georgia State, and they really get nothing to show for it as far as a tiebreaker goes. And that really is a shame. And the reason why, and I'll give you a little bit of the backstory, uh Georgia State, second weekend of the season, they've had a series against South Alabama. Now, if you were around last weekend, you saw some of the antics of their head coach, uh, Greg Frady. He's had some uh let's just say some questionable um decision making that whenever it comes to uh playing games and maybe whenever his team has had some uh some opportunities to uh Maybe maybe not take some losses. Well, they had a series against South Alabama earlier this year, uh, where they actually split a series. Uh, they were they were tied at one, and they went to the Sunday ball game. And uh, and I got a text from, from their broadcaster at South Alabama, said uh, a picture of the field. Uh, hey, look at this. We and it was clear, you know, sun was out, but uh, they just got the word that uh, they weren't playing the ball game. They just canceled the game. And. Uh, Basically, because there was a threat of rain on Sunday, so they just you know said, "Well, we're not going to play the game." And unfortunately, because of that half game, now uh, the Warhawks, although they swept Georgia State, uh, they had no tiebreaker over them, which is to me just crazy. I mean, there's, there's got to be some sort of way to be you able know, to come up with this. But uh, you know, I don't make the rules, and unfortunately, the Warhawks, although they swept them, don't have a tiebreaker over them. So they do have a half game advantage uh, over Georgia State going into the final weekend. Uh, Georgia State will be at Georgia Southern uh, this weekend. So, um, you know, once again, uh, I guess you're know, trying to do the math on them. Uh, you know what, you win one, win two. I guess you win two, then they would have to sweep, I guess. Is, is that the math on that? I don't know. I'm, I'm not smart enough to figure all this stuff out. So, um, I mean, the bottom line is you win two and you're in. I mean, I guess that's the way you look at it.
1: Uh, Nick, final point, uh, we talked about this, me and you, but others out there, they're like, well, what's the big deal about them making the postseason tournament? It's all part of the uh, building the foundation and stepping, st- uh, the steps of this uh, rebuilding UL and baseball, correct?
8: Yeah. Well, people don't understand this team hasn't been to the tournament. This senior class has not been to the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in for a moment. I mean, this senior class, they've never been to the conference tournament. It's been since 2014 since ULM has been to the conference tournament and they've only been twice in this decade. Uh, this is a total rebuild and, and the job that Coach Fed has done this year is already a remarkable job. They're already plus 10 in wins from where they are, where they were last year. They're plus four as far as in the conference. So, and they're, they're currently ninth in the league. They were picked whenever I say dead last it wasn't even close as far as the gap between where they were 12 to 11, not even close. And so it's already been a successful season in my eyes with what they've done. But this would be a, a monumental step for them just to make the conference tournament. And, and look, every time you talk to coach fed, it's not just about getting there. It's about going to winning games. there. So, I mean, there, that's not just, you know, I love his mindset. You know, that, that the talk is, get there and then go and do some damage whenever you get there. So um, it's a totally different mindset, totally different uh, line of thinking whenever you get there. And, um, you know, he's got those guys believing. They had a rough weekend, but they played out. They, they really, you know, they, they played pretty well considering the opponent that they had. And then, uh, you know, getting to that tournament uh, would, would be a huge step in the right direction uh, for the program. They've already made, you know, Huge steps in the right direction, but, uh, you know, th- this would be a, a, a giant, giant uh, move in the right direction for this program.
1: All right, final question, and I want you to weigh in on this. We've had this debate. It's almost been a year since the infamous uh, interview with Bruce Petty. Some have said, don't dig up old graves. Is it worth having him on the show this week, one year later?
8: No comment.
1: All right, I say that as a no. no I re-
8: I'd, really rather, I'd really rather not... I'd really rather not go there. I mean,
1: we will be listening. You got a hot talk I don't, coming up later. I mean, well, no, I will comment. I, I just, I don't, I don't see the point in it,
8: but you know. Well,
1: that's why I asked, Nick. That's why we asked your opinion. Hawk talk later today?
8: Yep, 11 a.m. All right. right Final one of up. the athletic year.
1: And then, uh, McNeese, and then, of course, this weekend versus ULLL. Thank you, Nick.
8: There you go. All right, guys. Thanks.
2: I don't think Nick was a fan of that question. Well, you're just asking an opinion.
1: <laughs> Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, uh, we got a special guest coming up, plus our parting shots.
0: If you're a homeowner, you know how important curb appeal is. It does make a difference how your home looks from the street. An old broken garage door does nothing for curb appeal. In fact, it can lower your home's value. But a beautiful new door from Bayou Overhead Door not only adds to your home's curb appeal, it can provide the protection, privacy, and energy savings your family needs. For over 35 years, Bayou Overhead Door has installed only the best, highest quality CloPay doors and equipment to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. Now they also offer seamless gutters and durable floor coverings for your garage, patio, porch, or driveway installed in just a day. So whether you're building a new home or remodeling your existing home, call for a no-cost consultation about the right garage doors for the best curb appeal in the neighborhood. Bayou Overhead Door, 322-1090. Or visit their user-friendly website, buyuoverheaddoors.com.
5: Whatever car you're looking for.
6: Kids, get out and get moving. The Lincoln Parish Park, along with Piney Hills Triathlon Club, will host the annual Piney Hills Triathlon June 2nd at Lincoln Parish Park in Ruston. It begins at 7.30 a.m. and is a USAT sanctioned event. The race benefits the Piney Hills Triathlon Club and Red Camps of Louisiana. Entry fee is $35 for kids ages 7 to 10 and 11 to 16. You need to register by May 23rd to get a personalized nameplate. Race information can be found on Facebook at Piney Hills Kids Triathlon
0: are your legs tired and weak are you able to walk less than you used to or want to how about sore achy feet at the end of the day these symptoms could be peripheral arterial disease or pad when in doubt please check it out call a heart lung and vascular clinic location near you today to schedule an appointment 329-1900 dr borders has clinics in west monroe monroe and winsboro and offers outpatient vascular procedures for your care and convenience Call the Heart, Lung, and Vascular Clinic today,
7: 329-1900. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Sunny skies with warm temperatures in the forecast for today with a high of 91 degrees. Most of clear skies mild temperatures on tonight are low 72. Mostly sunny with a 20% chance of rain on tomorrow and a high of 94 degrees.
0: Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe.
1: Welcome back to the show. Before we get to our parting shots, a lot of great storylines from this high school baseball season, including one, uh, some would say, improbable run by uh, Delta Charter just in their second year of eligibility in the LHSA. I believe uh, the fifth year in existence for that school, and they make it all the way to the state championship final.
2: An incredible run it was, and joining us now is fellow Videllian, uh former major leaguer and Delta Charters head coach Jarrett Hallpire. Jarrett, how you doing, man? Good guys. Appreciate you having me, man.
1: I know you're excited the fact you got this team all the way to the finals, but I know it was a little bit heartbreaking disappointment the fact you guys were not able to, to end the job and, and finish it with a state championship.
4: Oh sure. I mean, uh, you know, any time you get there you obviously wanna win it all, you know, and uh we started playing well the second half of the year and, and kinda got hot at the right time and uh you know, got there and and thought our chances were, were were pretty good once we got there. And uh, you know, but that's that's just how that's just how baseball is. You know, it, it wasn't our day the other day.
1: You made it what to the uh, state quarterfinals last year, and now this uh, championship run this year. What has it been like, uh, kind of taking over this program and, and a new program at that, and making a difference?
4: Um, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, we got we got a really good. Group of guys. I mean, last year we only had two seniors graduate, and that was that was our first uh, graduating class. You know, so uh, those guys kind of kind of took the bull by the horns and, and and led this whole thing. And now it's just kind of that that trickle down effect. We got we got a good group behind them, and uh, already looking forward to to next year.
2: A lot of people may not know uh, your father, Johnny Lee Hoffpire, coached a lot of those great Medellia teams back in the day. So, what was it like getting to share? The dugout with him some throughout this playoff run, and get to share these moments with him.
4: Oh, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm always I'm always leaning on him for for advice, and and uh, you know, he's he's done it for a long time, and 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 has has been there. You know, I don't, I don't know how many times he's been to the to the semis and finals, but it's a lot. You know, so he kind of he kind of knows what to expect, and I I definitely leaned on him for some for some questions and uh, for some advice, and uh, it was it was it was fun having him there for sure.
1: You've got an athlete in uh, Freddie Mango. We watched him on the football field. A couple of huge wins for you guys this year, and he certainly is a talented player on the diamond. Uh, he flies a little bit under the radar. I know you got another year with him. What kind of athlete is he?
4: Uh, well, I don't think there's a word for it. Uh, he's he's incredible, you know, and, and not only is he a great athlete, he's just a great person, a great kid, and, um, you know, as a coach, you wish you had about two or three of him. Um but I mean, he's phenomenal. I mean, he he does everything right. He runs well, hits well. Uh, you know, uh, plays defense. Obviously, he made probably one of the best catches I've ever seen a high school kid make the other night in the in the state championship game. And um, you know, to get him back for another year is, uh, it's a blessing for us.
1: Was this the ultimate goal once you finished your playing career that you returned to Northeast Louisiana and
4: coach? You know. <laughs> I, I didn't know to be honest with you. Uh, you know, it's kinda one of those things as a kid you start playing baseball, you think you're gonna play forever. And um and you know, once my once my time ended, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh I kinda got away from the game for, for about a year or two and um didn't didn't really enjoy what I was doing too much and uh this this opportunity here at Delta Charter came open and uh my wife and I jumped on it. It's kinda one of those things, you know, we figured it's a great opportunity to kind of start something from the from the ground up. And um, it was a it was a great decision, uh, sure. you know, a lot of, for us as a family.
1: A, a lot of people may not know your back history or forgot. Of course, you went to Vidalia, then went to Southern Miss, then a sixth-round draft pick back in 2004 of uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. And then, of course, you, you bounce around the minor leagues, and then you get that opportunity in the majors. Well, first of all, what was it like playing at Southern Miss and then getting the opportunity to chase after your
4: professional dreams? Um, Southern Miss was a blast. I mean, I, I love Hattiesburg. I I love, I love the college. I love Southern Miss. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, where that's, that's kind of my second home down there. And, and, uh, I had a blast my, my three years there. Um, you know, and to get the opportunity to, to play pro ball was, was, was obviously a, a blessing and something that I've wanted to do my entire life. And to get that opportunity and, and get a chance to play in the big leagues was, uh, it was, you know, it was a dream come true. I mean, it really was. Uh, and I got to chase it for, for nine or so years, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a blast. I play baseball all, all over the country, and it's something I, don't, something I don't take for granted, you know, for sure.
1: Uh, they made movies about it, and, of course, we hear legendary tales of getting the call <laughs> or getting called into the manager's office. What was that moment like when you got that call and they said, hey, you're going up to St. Louis?
4: Well, it was definitely special for me because I, um, my my AAA manager is actually from Jackson, and and I had him in Double A and had him in AAA, and we kind of, we were together a long time, and we kind of we kind of clicked ever since I, I got in the Cardinals organization. We were two just old Southern boys from from Louisiana and Mississippi, you know, and uh, and he, he he actually called me in his in his in his hotel room. We were on the we were on the road, and uh, you know he passed on the news or whatever and uh you know we it, it was awesome i mean it was kind of one of those deals that it was surreal i had to kind of step out in the hallway and kind of regroup there for a minute to make sure it was it was really happening but uh got on the phone real quick to my wife and my parents and uh made that trip it was it was awesome
1: and then you walk into that locker room that dress room and then the, the first at bat what was that like for the carters uh,
4: well uh actually my first at bat uh was, was kind of a blessing i they threw me four straight balls, so I didn't even have to swing the bat. So I kind of, <laughs> I got to, got to relax a little bit. But, uh, you know, next to bat was, uh, we were, we were in Cincinnati and, um, you know, had, I think we had runners at second or second, third or something. And I got a, got a hit to actually put us up, uh, we're kind of in the, in the race there for the division and, uh, got a big hit, uh, you know, it ended up being a game winner. And it's like you said, it was kind of one of those things you just, you drop in the backyard, you know, with the, with the runner at second base, whole deal bases loaded you know that whole deal <laughs> to uh to win the game and it was uh really came through so it was it was fun
1: we talk about it all the time you know when some one of our local guys gets drafted in the college of the high school ranks how difficult the, the journey is then to make it to the major leagues can you put it in perspective uh how difficult that that road is to, to make it through
4: it is it's tough you know it's kind of. It's it's a business at that next level, you know. It's um, you obviously gotta gotta perform and, and do well, but but at the end of the day, it's a business, and you gotta get breaks, and you gotta, uh, you know, you gotta be in, in the right organization at the right times when when things happen, and you just never know, you know. I mean, sometimes the the better players get left behind, and sometimes the players that, that that get the break, you know, get an opportunity to to play in the big leagues, and that's just the way it is. And um, it's a grind. I mean, you're playing baseball every single day uh you know i think you get a day or two off a month and that's it every other day you're at the you're at the field trying to get better and 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 trying to perform and uh you know everybody thinks it's all it's all fun and things like that and it is but but to an extent you got to perform or or you lose your job
1: now you're passing on that knowledge to the delta charter kids uh you have to feel like the success that you guys had this year should just give you guys a little taste and they'll be hungry for more next year
4: oh sure i mean last year we you know, we, we make it to the quarter fi- uh, quarterfinals and, and get beat by, by the provincial state champs in LaSalle. And, uh, you know, this year to actually get to the final game was, uh you know, it, it was new to us, but it's kind of one of those things. I, I told them after the game, you know, embrace this feeling because we're going to be back here at some point. We're going to know how to, you know, how to handle things and not let the nerves get the best of us. And at some point we're going to win it.
2: Jarrett, thanks for joining us, bub. We look forward to seeing what y'all do next year, man. Thanks,
1: Jake. I appreciate it, guys. Jared Hoffpower, uh, Delta Charters head coach, of course, uh, spent some time at Southern Miss and then uh, with the Cardinals and then with Toronto back in 2010.
2: The best baseball player to ever come out of Adelia. He, uh, his junior year at Southern Miss, he hit 405, had 11 home runs and 92 RBI. Yeah. He was pretty good. Yeah, not bad.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty bad. good story, though, with Delta Charter. Absolutely. The, the, the run that they had just to get to the finals. under Under five hundred entering yeah. the playoffs. Just the second year of playing in the LHSA or being eligible.
2: Yeah, impressive. Yeah.
1: I uh, really don't have much time for a, a parting shot. You got anything you want to close with? Uh, we got uh, the Rockets and the Warriors tonight. We do. Will you make it to the third quarter?
2: Will I make it to the third quarter?
1: Because yeah, we tip it, uh, I think, nine. Eight. Right? I think eight? it's eight, eight
2: oh, tonight. Eight. Yeah, it's not as bad as, like, the Pelicans and Warriors games. But, yeah, um yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I, I said earlier I'm not as interested as I was a couple of weeks ago. I don't know why. I just feel like more, like I guess I'm more confident in the Warriors now. But uh, I still want to see if the Rockets can hang with them.
1: Should be good. Uh, the Edge is coming up next. Puff Daddy has been doing some research over here. He is fired up. He will be joined by Terry Waldrop. Everybody have a fantastic day. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning.
0: Thanks for listening to The Best of the Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.